I'll just make sure I have all my toggles toggled, but I got to do that first. Love so it. Now we can save the conversation. <laughs> that's, that's so great. Smart. Here we go. Oh, it's wild talking to you. Okay, here we go. Um, we compile these for our private survivors groups okay. um, that are compiling our knowledge base. And then survivors groups, uh, many of them are working on public media. And we yeah. say, what is needed next in our public media conversations that we are curating? Um, because uh, so few people recognize what is happening at these intersections. And um, a very, very common subject has been um, food forestry because it is basically synonymous with recovery privilege yeah. in so many ways. And there are many people who just don't realize what's happening yeah. um, under the noses of our communities um, where it would be so easy to, to relieve a lot of suffering. Oh, and that's for sure. Restore so many people to to vibrant participation in their communities and bringing yeah. their inherent gifts yeah. to the people around them. And there are yeah. so many of those people. Yeah. And now and all the answers. Are, yeah, I love it. And all the answers are there. They're in the zeitgeist. They're everywhere. It's just a matter of getting the media, um, which is us the white hats, we are the white hats. We are the ones who are going to affect change in our world. And that's simply by turning our energy towards what's beautiful and loving and freeing and abundant and regenerative, right? Which is at the same time, turning away from the problems of our world, the mind control, the governmente, the govern, which means to manage or control, and mente, which means mind. Turning towards all of these other things is in every way beautiful and freeing. Boy, good words. You had um, in your email, you said food forests everywhere equals freedom. Yeah. And we like that so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I mean, because, you know, Kissinger, this is all by very well-crafted design of psychopaths, of people who look at us as their assets, as cattle. It's like how we might look at a, 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 a dog or a, a chicken or a cow, right? Not even a dog. I mean, they, a dog to me is part of the family. I love my dog. I don't love my chicken the way I love my dog, right? And it's kind of that type of mentality that these folks who have been in charge for basically hundreds of years, if not really thousands of years in different communities, their families, and it's the same families. You can check their lineage back. The same people that control the currency today were, they had a goal, a very outspoken goal to control the global currency 400 years ago. And these same families, their only job in life is to control the energy of their asset, to control the slave. You know, Goethe said, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. And when I first heard that I was a slave, I said, ah, F off, I'm not a slave. I can do anything I want. But then I asked a few questions of myself. What is a slave? A slave is somebody who is forced to give up the product of their labor 
of their ideas, of their value to humanity. That's a slave. A slave is somebody who works and then somebody else steals by threat of violence some of that production. And to what ends? Well, that's what the wars are all about. That's what all of this is for, is to control our little groups of slaves around the world. So if that's the problem, which is governmente, which is mind control, which is fear, because that's the tool of enslavement is fear. And then of course, shame and rage and all these other things that they're promoting all day long on their mass media. Then the solution is the opposite. It's freedom of mind, which means logically then choosing things that are good for us. I like those words too. Um, the the there so there are three there are three sort of um, points we want to hit over the course of this conversation, and I do want to ask you about time so that I can respect your schedule. How how long can this call be and be comfortable for you? Yeah, we can flow with it. I'm super comfortable with an hour, an hour and a half. Okay, that's yeah. wonderful. Um, we started at two, we started at two thirty. And it's only been five minutes. Awesome. We got a lot to do. All those beautiful things we just talked about, and it's only been five minutes. Isn't that fun? I love it. Um, 233334. Did I do that math right? Yeah. So neurological injuries really need to be repaired in the context of food forestry. Turns out, um, I better say these things before I forget. So um, the, these three major points we wanna hit over the course of this conversation, um, kindness caravan and the food forests network that we are building, yeah. vocational recovery and the gifting of food forestry. Um, and I mean, I don't know, we could just say things. I could tell you what our groups mean by each of those things. It, it may be partially apparent. <sighs> It's partially apparent and I can't wait to dig in. These are fantastic things that you're um, unpacking and, and getting into. So keep going. This is beautiful. Um, kindness Caravan. So we have groups on Telegram Messenger that are being compiled by and for survivors of the most severe and invisible intersections who otherwise have no voices, no privilege to communicate with one another, um, constantly commoditized to sex traffickers and worse um, et cetera, um, we bring in a lot of anonymous voices from people who would not be safe to show up with a face or a name or an association. We pass word through members of the community a lot because um, communications tool sets are often co-opted by unfortunate influences. Um, so we have to really stay on our toes about all of that. But what we have been working on in many of these channels, including Kindness Caravan, which um, they're public channels that can be searched on Telegram, um, we're building these safe refuges and um, ultimately nourishing life-affirming living spaces that everyone needs, not only survivors of the worst kind of violence who can't find anywhere to go right now. There's nowhere for them to go at all right now. And so we're establishing these locations and each one of these locations and everything in between needs to be food forestry. Absolutely. And so kindness caravan is like, how do we bring these resources to all of these different locations? We've got some land projects identified and some others on the way. How do we interconnect where severely disabled people who otherwise could not be moved because it would kill them yeah. could have the, the real resources 
um, not only to be safe and healthy in their locations, which means non-disablement, essentially, um, but also to be able to travel with a sense of community with them and a sense of being connected to the world, um, to the natural planet and all of the gifts that we receive and maybe don't even notice because we receive them. So um, kindness caravans. So I just explained that we got to put them on wheels. We got to say, hey, we want to tell you about the work of Jim Gale. He's doing really cool things, blah, 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 location, location, location. So I've got like a list. Um, and I, oh, it's so juicy to be talking to you about food for us because I know that you're doing a version of this. I know that you, I mean, I haven't seen anything about a public network of food forests. We haven't found it anywhere, so we had to start. Um, but it's very clear that you're popular, you're popularizing it in all of these different ways. And um, we have particular business and marketing related conversations in the network. And one of the things that we really appreciate is how you're using your marketing to popularize health and respect and safety in food forestry. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. So many things that are related. So I actually built a thing we called the wellness wagon, the mobile greens wellness wagon. And that was about five years ago. And we went around and it was a a wagon that had smoothies and it was like um, a food food truck. And it had smoothies and healthy sandwiches. And it was all loaded with microgreens. We grew microgreens inside the wellness wagon. And we made microgreen smoothies. And and then what we did is we talked about food forestry. We talked about sustainability and health and all that. It was a lot of fun. That morphed and evolved into a, a place at a mall, which was a living kiosk full of all sorts of life. It was just fantastic. That was two years ago. And then COVID came in and we were out of there within three months from we, we got in. We spent all this time and energy and money to get it in. We were crushing it. And then COVID came in. I knew it was happening. So I jumped out faster than just about anybody at the mall. And um, then it morphed into what we're doing now. And, and I would not change a thing because what we're doing now is the simplest answer to all of it. It's we design and install food forests for anybody around the world. Our company, we're, we're in Poland and Thailand and California and right, I mean, all over the place. And our give back is food forests in public areas. We're the type of company we call it regenerative capitalism. We are not going to store billions of dollars or even hundreds of millions of dollars. What the? That's an absolute waste of money. Any entity out there, and if you're listening, Elon Musk or any entity out there that cares about our future, with a billion dollars, we could put million dollar food forests in a thousand of the world's biggest cities. And that would change the world more than any other thing that's ever been done. So if you're a billionaire, you want to do this, let's do it right now and we'll change the world. And guess what? You'll get credit for it. And, and you know, and that's, I don't care about who gets credit. I just care that it gets done because I've got four daughters and without doing this, we don't have a, a future. Right. And, and I'm not doing it out of fear. I'm doing it out of the love I have for my daughters and our world. Multi-generational families safe in inclusive communities with food sovereignty. Yes. Yes. And bringing food sovereignty to existing communities is most important. Um, yes, and I've done the other. I've built communities in the jungles of Costa Rica and in Nicaragua, and now we're building one here. But that's not the solution to the big picture. It's a beautiful demonstration solution, 
But the solution to the big picture is bringing food systems to existing communities all over the world. So I, that really kind of leads me to that next point, which is um, pretty cool. Um, when we're talking about vocational recovery, whoa, hold on, I have to process this moment. I can't say it yet. I think my dad just laughed at me from the other room. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is really a long time in coming. Um, the vocational recovery is that this is a network of severely disabled survivors of human sex trafficking and the worst kinds of invisible violence. All, I mean, you could, you could say most, but really all of whom are looking for the kind of work that immediately connects them to their own best recovery. Yeah. And building food forests and tending food forests and, um, doing all of the things that make a community strong. Um, the, these are, this is vocational recovery in terms of we connect whatever kind of income streams or resource streams to the community that always feed the members of the community so that everyone's doing the work that most moves them. And a big part of Kindness Caravan um, and a bunch of other projects has been, how do we connect survivors from these most invisible situations with um, support that allows them to work directly on planting trees and tending garden spaces? Because they're all, we're all, I'm high, me too. Um, all of us are dreaming, myself included, how we manifest this into being and just put every little bit of energy that we have into it because we don't have a choice. It's our survival. If you are intersectionalized violently by digestive disease, which affects, well, I mean, we, everyone who is not eating the healthiest of foods is being affected in some way by, by, by all of this going around. But um, individuals who have survived these really violent situations and ongoing situations um, we have um, been through multiple extended periods of starvation and experienced deaths of starvation ongoing. And then we keep waking up in our bodies and the torture just continues. Yeah. And so like, it's important for people outside of a situation like that to understand that once you allow a certain amount, a certain amount of digestive trauma, you have to have, in order to survive a matter of days, I could be dead in days if I make the wrong um, decision as regards how I'm putting foods in my body or if there's a food scarcity thing. Um, you have to have high absorption, bioavailable nutrient combinations and biological diversity. And there's no other way to repair your body. It's done. And the, the problem is people with these conditions, sometimes we die like final death. But a lot of the time, all of these invisible people have these stories about it. Um, you wake up again and again and again, and you're still there and you're being extracted from by a system that refuses to acknowledge you because there are influences there working on behalf of commoditizing people in traffic networks. And yeah. so like when we can make these connections together, we can just feed 
and house and support one another and be good community members and like feel the good life energy of that. And we can stop messing around with this other stupid stuff. This will raise the vibration on every level. It'll raise the vibration of consciousness. And there is a vibration and emotions correlate very directly with vibrations. Um, and in fact, uh, Dr. David Hawking even, uh, Hawking even put a numeric scale to it. And it's very interesting where at the level of 200, according to his scale, which he, you know, he made up according to his way of doing it to show people what, what this is potentially like is when you get to a certain level, you, you know, shame is, is right next to death. It's, it's one of the lowest vibrational states. And then you go up and you get to, you know, uh, ray or depression and rage and hate and pride and fear and then you start to get to, when you can break out of fear. And this is why this idea of faith is so important and faith in something, you know, pick your God, pick your reason to have faith, pick your reason to let go of fear. If it's just this logical reason, fear is going to kill you. Fear is the most dangerous thing in the world. It's a contraction of your spirit and of your energy and of your health. Right. So simply, if there's only one reason to have faith, that's the best reason is to say, well, hell, I would rather live a life of faith than something. Maybe I believe, maybe I don't. Just the fact that it's going to be better for me is why I should live in faith. Right. And then go to the next level, because once you get to that place where you're courageous enough to live life without wanting to impose violence and force on others, mandates on others to be like, I'm going to stand free and I'm going to breathe free and healthy, then it starts going and it starts going and going and going until you get to this place where you can feel the energy of things. You can sense it. You're, you're no longer efforting or struggling your way through life, but you're resounding and resonating with the moment, the present moment. And that's where all the magic is. That's really, that's so much where people's hearts want to do their work from. Um, and so like what we've been trying to build together from our intersections, which has resulted in a lot of invisible work that, that we need some additional assistance to get out there. So we've been sort of busy about that every time someone comes and visits us on Telegram and says, hi, how can I help you? <laughs> yeah. um, we say, we have some things that we would like some help with and we'd be very grateful. Um, so so we're, we're managing to start to do that in some amazing ways. Um, but so much of our work has been buried about these conversations because in many contexts, it's like, I, I don't, it's like there's a sort of mild, mild or not so mild threat response. Some people um, aren't comfortable talking about this kind of subject and yeah, but haven't known why that would be. Yeah. Um, but, but when you're severely disabled, you really have to be aware of people's yeah. feelings and not treading on toes and so on. I, have you encountered that yourself? So a lot, right? For 12 years of my life, I encountered um, the, con when, when I say that, I mean, the conversation about the, what's going on. And you said that people don't want to sometimes engage in that conversation. Those aren't the people that you're trying to engage with then. Engage with the ones who do engage with the ones who are willing because they will become your best advocates because, and then they'll find a way. And that's, it's our, it's our 
joyful duty to our posterity and to our world and to our moment to try new things, to try new ways to get through to people and help them free their mind from the mind control and therefore live happy lives, live productive, regenerative lives. It's such a beautiful process of awakening. We have so many people who really, um, who had to, who, who had to confront um, difficulties with environments and just find ways to dream something Definitely. into being. And now we're in communication with one another in a way we were never able to be. There before. you go. And That's my, the path. my physical repair and my rehab um, from terrible, terrible situations is, is a testament to that where many people are told that it's not possible to recover. Um, uh, I, whoever tells them that is crazy. That's just not, not, not I think, Yeah, they're stuck in it. They have an agenda. If they're telling somebody that it's impossible to recover from anything, then go find another doctor. Those people don't know what's going on. Um, I want to connect vocational recovery because, I mean, so many people wanting to use their hands and do this work. Um, and then also we have so many people in the network who are working on projects where they want to they want to build their income stream by um, doing something that sends seeds to a location. And so it's like a personal it's like a, a personal gift across a lot of space. Um, to help people grow what they need in, in the place where they're at. And there's so much isolation and there's so much hardship that that's such an amazing thing. And it fits into a whole bunch of different projects. Um, so it's like the gifting of food forestry. How do we, how do we as kindness caravan travel from location to location and build it and grow it and, and draw support from elsewhere so that we have a lot of energy to put into really making that location really safe and no possibility of trafficking pathways. Right. None, right. because we've been tracking them and all of them disappear yeah. if we do this with, with heart and courage. Yeah. Um, and so um, we want to brainstorm with you how, what do we ask all of the communities that are that are starting to tune in to Intuitive Public Radio? What do we ask them to do to support um, th this kind of coming together between our communities? Because like we have severely disabled people who if they do this work, if, if resources are connected to allow them to do this work, yeah. their bodies will recover in such amazing way. I mean, whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah, create value. I, what you're doing, you're doing it. Create value, inspire, and then empower by giving people a means to realize that value. And then there's so many people out there that, um, like you said, need this help. When you show exactly the path towards them feeling better and being healthier, then the abundance will just flow automatically. I think that that is what has been starting to happen as I have, I mean, what I should stop like tapping myself on the forehead. <laughs> like, um, I'm learning to deal with stronger energy in my body because it was blocked yeah. off and totally prevented for so long. It was like, it was like gone. The life energy was not anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of details there that we can share in a different space. Um, but um what I have been able to do just in the last month 
is amazing. Um, and there are a lot of- Congratulations. Thank you. Um, there, there are so many people that have noticed, wow, if we're, if we're afforded the privilege of communicating with one another and being treated as people, being honored as living beings, we're not so disabled anymore. We, well, oh, we're, we're, we're a little bit less dying in these, in these awful situations, but also um, even when the progress is tiny, that's huge. Yeah. Because it's only been getting worse for most people most of the time ongoing. But then also what we realize is possible possible when we can ideate together because clearly it's building. So who else wants to participate? Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> ah, that's super cool. I'd high five you right now. What? Boom. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful value. And just by having these conversations, all of a sudden, here's what happened to us is I started having these conversations many years ago. And I started, people started saying, oh, I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of interested. And it, it kept getting evolving and growing into more of a direct and simple message. And, and about nine months ago, when I really simplified the message and we started designing and installing food for us the way we're doing it, we created our cooperative structure. Now it's going on its own viral. It's absolutely radically changed, like growing around the world. We might be the fastest going, growing cooperative in history. I'm, I'm pretty sure we are. Um, and it's all about serving in this particular way. You can relate that to your own mission and how you communicate that mission and how simple it is to serve. And then you, you said something earlier, they're getting better even just a teeny bit is a big reversal from the getting worse over time. So start amplifying that, start talking about they're getting better in specific ways that relate to people. And then as you start dialing in on that message and bringing other people around that wanna help you dial in and help you spread that message, then it just goes along with everything we're doing. It's it's regenerative and it'll just, it'll change the world fast. It's already happening. You feel it, don't you? Yeah, big time. I really feel it. Um, it took a while to get here, but I got here and um, so many more people are poised to get to yeah. where they need to be. Um, so let's see, gosh. That's a lot of territory to cover in a half hour. It's good stuff, deep, right? I mean. People can watch this show in segments and contemplate those different things. Wow. Yeah. I really loved the food forest y'all built for Dell Big Tree. Yeah. Yes, it, that's fun. And we're all over the world building these now. We're in Africa supporting people. And here's the best part is that every one of them is becoming a demonstration site. And there then, so food forest, the first year, they're, you know, they're little skinny trees. Second year, they'll be four times as voluminous. And by the third, fourth, fifth year, they're producing massively. So that's, you know, so these things do take time, but people understand the basics of it. And it's really, it's going, it's, I know it's nonstop now because it just makes sense on every level. So can we talk about the, so, I mean, we, we've sort of been, reinventing the mechanics of, of gifting resources into locations. Um, with, with most of us have some form of severe left hemisphere damage. So numbers go, dollars go, we can't even look at it. And so many of us, I've, I've 
uh, rehabbed some mm -hmm. of my left hemisphere <laughs> functions. Um, but uh, looking at the figuring out the numbers part. So we've taken a really intuitive approach and creative liminal right brain approach to reviving our access to economic participation in the best possible ways. Um, and in that context, I, I want to ask you about like, what are the financial considerations? I mean, I don't even know if that because it's changing so fast. Like, I don't yeah. even know if you could say, but like, um, OK, so scenario. We want to ask everyone we can get in contact with to bring us the, the financial resourcing and or other resourcing that is required to gift a food forest into our list of specific locations all over the world that will eliminate, oh, I'm yelling at you. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. having such a good time talking with you. Keep I going. Um, no, let's do this. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> so let's give. Oh, let's, the you, network. You, the, yeah. the, the locations in the network. Um, it eliminates the human trafficking pathways that we've been trafficking. Eliminates them. Yeah. So if we would like to eliminate human trafficking, Food Forest Network, yeah. Kindness Caravan, yeah. um, your turn. It's all, the, it's all one thing. It makes sense on all these different levels it's basically it's a, a strategy where you need different components to implement the full strategy and our full strategy is a world of peace a world without governmente a world without war a world where there's no hunger there's no cancer and diabetes and heart disease other than rare cases mass extinction is reversed and deforestation is reversed and when we inspire and catalyze a shift in consciousness leading to mass adoption of food forests everywhere, which simply means turning 50, of the 50 million acres of American lawn, turning 50% of that into regenerative edible landscape without poisons. And we do all those things. We reverse all of it and we lift up humanity where there's literally abundance everywhere. How large a space or small a space do you ever work with and do you ever intend to work with? Like yourself um, um, personally in your projects. Yeah. So we've got indoor design, an indoor design team. We've got an education director and we've got an outdoor, a whole bunch of outdoor designers. Um, so we have done designs outdoors as low as small as 400 square feet. We would easily do 100 to 200 square feet. Um, so you could do a very small space where you've got one big fruit tree as a guild. So along and around that fruit tree, you've got all sorts of, you've got your layers of mulch and soil and worm castings, your little place for your compost to throw out your stuff so the worms can eat it. And then all the different berry bushes and roots and tubers and uh, mushrooms and different things that go in one fruit tree guild that can triple or quadruple the yield per year in one little area. This is a beautiful science. It's nature. It's nature science. We've been following. Um, we've been following uh, uh, Lila June Johnston. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but she does amazing, amazing. Um, she does beautiful music, but she's doing amazing research around um, native food systems nice. and really drawing out all of this amazing. It's just. Um, it, it's a heart-wrenching place for us, and there are big, important conversations about violence that is going on that have to be brought up. Um, and um, wow, Lila June has compiled some really amazing work about nice. food forests and native communities and, and information that, that was otherwise, I, I think, really lost 
and she's sharing it and she's working on like really cool projects. And I don't know what she's doing lately, but I had to bring her into this conversation just in case. Oh, I also promised to ask if you know who Jim Channon is. I recognize the name. Um, he, uh, everything's flying out of my head. Oh, the real Captain Planet um, was referenced and um, the men who stare at goats was a movie and he was played by, oh, I should just look at it because we're having such a good time. And time is weird right now. We've just, it's, there's so much life energy in the conversation. Yeah. It's like, how how did we pack that much stuff into that small amount of time? That is really <laughs> interesting. That was quantum, I would yeah, say. I would say so too. How are you? Oh, um, how's your day? Miraculous. Is it, are you going okay? It's, it, it's, everything is miraculous. Every moment is another freaking miracle that is literally mind blowing. There's no mind involved. It's just feeling the, the feeling of spirit and of just energy and then taking guidance from the moment and then responding at the moment and not trying to plan too much because you can't plan for the things that have happened. You know, we launched seven and a half months ago. And we're in 15 countries and 40 states helping people grow food. We've just finished a TV pilot with my favorite producer back from 20 years ago, the Crocodile Hunter producer, and uh, my favorite actor back from like 15 years ago from Entourage, Adrian. And we just finished a TV show that's going to be seen and inspire millions of people. Um, it's, it's really exciting stuff. You know, can can we cover um, where your websites are, and then I'm going to bring Jim Channon back into the conversation. But you have okay. four, uh, blah, 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 apologies, foodforestabundance.com. Yeah. And I I wonder if there's any other particular locations you would direct people to primarily for following your work or interviews or or anything like that. We're going to uh, we're creating we've created a um, on bitshoot.natureboy.tv. And that's what I'm going to be. We're creating an off-grid community in a studio, and I'm going to be showing people every day what it means to be completely free from the grid, um, from all the tools of enslavement. And we're going to grow all of our food, produce all of our energy. And, all, and of course, we've got a great well for water all right there on site while living in a luxurious setting. We're going to blow people's minds when they think of off-grid. We're going to be 100% off-grid in every way. And we're going to be living in a, in a beautiful house. I would love to talk about extending that appreciation for beauty of one's environment, for pouring those resources in, in, in a way that is economical, that is self-sustaining and um, regenerative. Yeah. Um, I would love to apply that directly to the... Um, to to the what am I trying to say um, to prevent the disablement of our communities is what you're talking about and so where people are so severely affected that all of the professionals they've reached out to have said sorry you're too severe I don't know what to do so like it's beyond my job description if everybody does that you're abandoned um, to really terrible circumstances and when that is going on um we immediately start to recognize all of these things that have been, we've been conditioned to believe our luxuries that we earn in certain ways are actually exactly what is needed to just 
allow basic recovery privilege to people who have been affected by this invisible violence. So it's like we always recognize the basic survival utility of beautiful, like luxurious environments that are not extracting from one location or from 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 certain people in order to to give to other people, but is in balance. Yeah. And we can yeah. respect one another. Right. Um, so that's like, we really want to dream that up together. And I love that you mentioned that and described it that way. Yeah. And you mentioned the word allow for the recovery. I, would, I love words. And to use the word inspire the recovery. It's a different energy. It's a different feeling, isn't it? For allowing. And that connotes a different energy than inspiring. What do you think? Oh, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, we are constantly bridging communications between populations of people that otherwise can't understand one another at all. And some of the languages at these trauma intersections, um, it's, it's rescue aid in hell is what we've been doing. But it, I, we, we, we're, we're, um, we're dreaming a lot about growing thick, vibrant, um, nourishing food forests out yeah. just like out of the soil of hell like hell's falling apart like let's yeah, yeah. something yeah everything everything we've we've been told by you know the, the winner writes the history like literally the winner writes and the slave master everything we've been told about hell is a lie i mean I, i'm sorry about uh history is a lie um, and the reason I said hell in there, my buddy, um, and I haven't researched this. And if anybody listening wants to research this and send me an email about it, I would love to research this. Um, there was a place that's mentioned, he said, and I might be misquoting him a little bit. He's a beautiful person. He said, it's been mentioned 13 times in the Bible. And it's the town, and I'm not a religious person, by the way, I'm a spiritual person. I think religions have been used as tools of enslavement forever. They're part of the mind control, the government. There's nobody that uh, is a gateway between me and source. I'm direct, and so are you. Um, so this place called Helena was where the Garden of Eden was, or it was part of the Garden of Eden, or it was at least a place mentioned with reverence, with beauty and abundance in the Bible. Right. So then if I was going to bastardize something or want to change around, I would say go to hell and turn that into a bad thing. Right. So I don't know for sure if that's true. But again, well, yeah. oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, it's bubbling oh. up out of me. Um, well, there are I mean, there are deities with with related references. And um, like there's a there's a we've been following the dark goddess tarot deck and I, I can't say from it exactly because my brain is totally scrambled by how great this conversation is so i'm not it's remembering fun, fun, fun. Yeah. um but hell is a goddess that that is um there's a lot of nourishment in understanding where some of these archetypes come from and what kinds of energies and cycle energies and life energies and um death in balance energies yeah. honoring the death process and the process of becoming new life energies, like all of that. And so like, there's a lot of really nifty <laughs> conversations in there, necessary survival conversations. Yeah, 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 and, and thrival conversations, right? Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, again, lifting the wording up to, to wording that gets people to envision a compelling future and live in a beautiful now. 
that, that's the presence is the foundation of all of it. And meditation for me has been the foundation of presence. Uh, and meditation, I like to share this with everybody because it's so freaking simple. I'm always one breath away from being conscious, right? Just no matter what's going on in my mind, I could take a deep breath, maybe two if I'm there's something big going on, and just then feel my hands, feel my feet, and focus on the space, the gap that is between your mind and your feet. Focus on that gap. And that is a way of helping. It's Joe Dispenza is talking about folks of the gap a lot. And he's been somebody who is basically showing over and over again that you can heal, miraculously heal almost anything or maybe anything with a new connection to, to the energy that's all around us, that is us. His work was a big part of my journey and a lot of other people's too. Yeah, thank you for mentioning him. Yeah. Um, so I can bring Jim Channon here in such great ways. So, um, so I have I have notes. Thank you, Zach, for the notes. Um, so he's the real Captain Planet. Um, he built he's built Food Force in Hawaii. Um, Jim Channon was played by Jeff Bridges in the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, awesome. There, yes. I put all those words in order now. Um, so um, we're posting some of Jim's videos that we found in various places, but it's like they're not they're not really very easy to find. So we're yeah. kind of collecting them. Um, he, uh, he talks a lot about um, all of the different systems of the earth and all of the things that human beings have built and can do. All of these like systems that have been ultimately co-opted by military resourcing. So like one of the things he said was, what if we give these people, um, like like school kids can hang out in food forests and help build food forests and everybody else who wants to or can do that. And they should have all of the resources of the military besides guns and ammo, or it was something like that. Um, so, so he's like, we have all these resources. We know how to do all these things. And the videos are so awesome. They make wow. I want to watch awesome. that one. I, I might've seen it, but that sounds amazing. Yes. It's really, really amazing. So I'm looking forward to even seeing more of them because I've just, yeah, I've seen a tiny fraction of them. And now these conversations are getting a lot more robust. Um, awesome. thank you for being part of those beautiful systems that that are just like there's this emergence of people clicking and going I can offer this and I can be supported in doing this um would you be comfortable saying anything about how you and others are being supported sufficiently or insufficiently to do this work in the way that it really needs to be done because we have a vested interest in making sure that that occurs yeah the support is causing us to be probably the fastest going growing cooperative network in the world ever. Um, and I say that um, as something that I'm so excited about because that's been my vision goal for 14 years to dial in on the idea whose time has come. Um, Victor Hugo said back about 180 years ago, he said, there's one thing more powerful, one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. The armies of the world are the mind control, the governmentes, right? Everybody knows that. And then the idea whose time has come, and when Kissinger said, if you want to control nations, control oil. If you want to control people, control their food supply. Well, that wasn't the ramblings of a nut. That was the strategy of a psychopath. So if you link all those very easily linkable things together, 
You know, Kissinger represented the, he met with every president. He represented the people that control the governments around the world. Their companies are called BlackRock and Vanguard. They're, you can look them up, but you can't see who owns them. And that's where all the money goes to. They own 9% of just about everything you can see. So when we realize that with our real eyes that and take a breath into it, then the solutions are embarrassingly simple. The solutions are we control our own food. We just busted their chain of control right there. And food forest everywhere is going viral for that reason, because it's nature's way to, to create a free, a free humanity. I can't believe I'm just still going and I have all this energy and I'm just basically, okay, this is so new for me. I couldn't do this weeks ago. I couldn't even do this last week. I definitely couldn't even do this last week. So, I mean, like we have a lot of public video evidence of how things are going around here. <laughs> I love it. That is so cool. Really um, so the next thing I want to ask, cause I apparently still have questions. Um, I may have a lot more questions than we have time for. That's okay. Um, where, where we're looking for food forests right away that are interested in developing the kinds of community resourcing that utterly prevents human trafficking from operating in the ways that when we show people what's going on under their noses, they had no idea. And it's still pretty scary continuing to talk about it because we know that some people really come into direct conflict with their power structures and like family stuff and people's own abuse histories that there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. So like we're in the business of supporting people to process what they're learning when they're listening to the people at the most severe intersection. Um, and so however we can immediately and directly be doing food forest work of any kind, um, finding networks that exist. If you know of any food forest networks that we haven't been able to find, which is we haven't found any, um, or, or if you have a sense of where we would start to look to find more of them more quickly to have this conversation. So we're producing public media, but um, I- What's your I, goal? What's the goal ask. of- Right. What's your goal of the, of the value exchange? Like, what is your goal of the conversation with, like with me, what I would suggest is start promoting food forests in, in these areas. And then we can start um, finding funding for those food forests. Um, mm -hmm. We'll create like a executive summary page, a one page thing that says, here's the, here's the place here. Somebody who owns it or controls it says, yes, we could do a food forest here. Then we do a design for the food forest. Then we gather people to do the installation for the food forest. And every part of this has to be donated or funded and managed and um, organized. So then we put together the actual path from goal to execution and even maintenance. And all those things are very easily done. We've, we've got it all lined up. How would we engage in a process that included all of our um, previously invisible but emerging disability intersections and um, the protection of people who otherwise would be targeted by trafficking operations? Um, so like security measures uh, in, in a location. So if there is a land property being developed um, and we want to make sure that the 
that that all of the food forest elements and you said about indoor i didn't even ask you about that maybe we could talk about that next um indoor food forest resources i'm really really curious about but also the, it's the development of properties to be really fruitful but to also have a built-in sense of increased security and deterrence like um animal friends who who live with us on, on these properties, um, there are certain animals that can make a, a big uh, hullabaloo if strangers come around in the wrong way. So um, there's there's a lot of um, nutritive conversations about that. Um, how would we have those conversations around? So like what what we we sort of want to keep asking about, like what numbers range? What kind of funding do we have to find? How do we ask for it? Um, can we be part of your marketing initiatives? Like, um, what, how do we tell people how important this is? Because they need to get it like right now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I would really focus on these places as places of um, joy and wonder and abundance. I, the more focus on security in some ways, if that's like a focus it might be a detractor from the growth of this, from letting go of the worry, right? These places are places where it's just not gonna resonate with the, with the scumbags of the earth. And the well, the, the thing is the security stuff is meant to absolutely be transitional because yeah, yeah, the, the larger these kinds of communities grow, um, then it, it is a natural form of, of, of security that isn't yeah. like the need for, for a camera or a lock or right. something, um, which um, survivors in certain circumstances request because otherwise they could be in really terrible danger. But people cannot be targeted in the same, in the same ways if we expand yeah. food forest communities yeah. and have networks that, that like we can travel between them always having a place to stop to really rest and recover and then continue. That's, that's wonderful. Like, of course yeah. we would, we would all want that. For sure. I love it. I love it. So the, then start communicating. We've got all the different marketing assets and resources through our team and our network, Jonathan and Gozdi. We've got a whole team and our whole mission is to serve the cooperative. The cooperative's job is to put food in the ground. In fact, it's a, I'll tell you about the cooperative. It's, it's similar to a franchise, except for instead of having 330 pages of government fear and control documents in between us and, and the business relationship, we threw all that away. And we have a two-page document that talks about the voluntary exchange of value. That's the foundation of our business. It's peaceful, regenerative capitalism. Somebody wants this, here's what the service costs. Okay, great, everybody does that. We have all sorts of maintenance programs and a lot of educational stuff to support. Um, so really that's the foundation of it is let's start inspiring people to start with the design. And then we can also, if you get a one pager and somebody has the ability to say yes to putting a food forest in like a park or a school or a home of some kind, um, we could do that as well. So it, it's really a, a collaborative process of investing in value for everyone involved. And you're not avoiding my numbers question. You are in recognition of the collapsing dollar. Is yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is yeah. that? Am I getting it that correctly? The dollar's going bye-bye and probably <laughs> in the next year. I mean, it's already went down, what? I've heard different numbers, but it depends what you're buying, but 10 to 30%. Um, compared to a lot of things, including gasoline. Uh, so, and that's more than that. That's more than like 50%. Uh, 
and even more in a lot of places. So the dollar is going bye-bye and could it come back? Probably not. Um, the only way they would do that is by crashing the whole thing, which is probably going to crash anyway. So that's another reason to start growing food at home. Talked about the indoor design. The indoor designs are just so, they're so beautiful. The cannabis industry, thank you very much, has taught us how to grow plants indoors. So we use, we like using, yeah, we like using soil, but you can also use um, aquaponics or hydroponics. And um, you can grow a plethora of things, starting with microgreens. Microgreens, they harvest in 14 days. They're so easy and so healthy. Um, indoor, like people's living environments, having food forestry built into the walls. I don't like, what is it? Like, is it plants in, how yes. do you, I can't visualize it. I would like to be able to visualize. So see this wall behind me or that bookcase behind you. If you had a bookcase, but it was actually a plant bed case. And then you have your um, LED lights and your plant lights, which are easy and now very common. And then you have some airflow in the room. You want to have airflow, good lighting and good soil. And with those things, then you can grow an abundance of food right in a spare bedroom. And all the spare bedrooms. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, uh, uh, people who are mold sensitive, yeah. how would you address that if they want plants in their living environments, but they want it to be healthy? We're surrounded by these fraudulently regulated building material toxins yeah. Yeah. and it affects the air quality. So like, how can we improve the air quality and have indoor food forests? Airflow, for good lighting and essential oils. Essential oils are key. Um, they're so good. So I, I did that. I had um, lots of microgreens growing, whole racks, turned my whole garage into microgreens thing. And I turned the, um, the essential oil diffuser on and got the airflow on there and all the mold was gone with good light. Wow, that was good. That was really, really good. Yeah. That's yeah. just, and, um, we can just yeah. kind of hang out with that for a minute. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So, I mean, I guess we've been talking most of an hour. We can wrap it up whenever. All right. Um, well, thank can you. Can we talk with you again? Yeah, absolutely. I love this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're going to just put this whole thing up publicly. It's so important. Um, and, um, thank you for your time and thank, thank you, you for so much. Your, your enthusiasm in your emails and your follow-up was really, um, close to our hearts. Oh, like, really that's up. beautiful. Well, big hug to everybody out there and focus. Remember to focus on the things that bring us joy, focus on service in a way that's selfishly serving because it feels good to serve when we can get in alignment that serving is the highest form of, of joy for ourselves it's just the magic opens up everywhere. I'm going to go take care of myself. I hope you have the greatest day. You too. All right. You too. Have a good day. Ciao, everybody. Mm -hmm.